Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, all the way from the land of East Bridgewater, is the amazing blonde show, blonde bombshell herself, <laughs> Ann Carrigan. I need some wine. Ah, oh, good evening. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Yeah, you should have some wine, too. So there. Yeah. I'm off my antibiotics. I can have wine. Hooray! I know you're all happy for me out there. Yeah, nothing's worse than an unhappy woman. That's right. That's right. So anyways, you're listening to us right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. If uh, Roy got it up. Just saying. (laughs) Anyways, we have a uh, special show tonight. And uh, this is someone... It's it's pretty interesting because... uh, I always think of when I first met her, and and she was my first, first uh, Salem witch. Oh, oh how you flatter me! Yeah. <laughs> Who's your first? Definitely and, not your last. Uh, Us witches, we love you, Ron. How's everyone <laughs> doing? This is Leanne. How are you? Good. <laughs> couldn't wait for the intro. Huh? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I just couldn't help it. I well, know. I know. So- what you were leading up to, I think she had to speak up, so, you know. <laughs> and, and, no, it's really because I, I was thinking how long I've known you, and it's it's got to be over 15 years, or That's around 15. No, seriously, because... It is, I, it is, it is 15 years, if not more. I think I met you with the first spectral evidence that I did, and I did that for 13 years, and it's been a couple of years since, since uh, the last one, so it's got to be around 15 years. And yeah, that you, was a while ago. That was so scary for a Catholic boy, you know, to be a, a Salem <laughs> witch. In the land of the witches. Oh, yes, that was scary for poor old Ron. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was such a great, that's a great event. That was terrific. Yeah, it was. One of the, and, and I remember when you and uh, Christian opened Hex. Uh, I remember coming to the store, and they would, you guys were just working on it, and it was like this big deal about the black and white tiles on the floor. It was like a oh my goodness, and we hand painted every single tile. I know. And oh I know wow! Yes, every single every single tile is hand painted in hex uh, by Christian and myself, and uh, possibly a couple of other good friends that lent us a hand back in the day. Yeah. That was a long time wow, ago. That's very cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. So you you own Hex? No, I do no. not. I no. <laughs> oh, well, Ron said when you opened Hex, so I wasn't sure. Well, I was helping him at that time when I very, when, uh, very first opened. Um, I am a psychic and a medium at Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian also owns another store that I do uh, some work at. And I teach classes um, and run rituals and do seances at Omen, which is Hex's uh, 
you have a you have a member of the festival of the dead christian dave Oh, the nice. family. <laughs> yes. The, sis- the oh, sister yeah. store? The sister? The sister store. The, the lighter side <laughs> of, uh, of magic is Omen, where um, Hex is Earth and Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you go in there, it's a little more hotter, a little uh, more gritty. That's what you are, right? Traditional, yeah, a lot of traditional witchcraft there. That's where I work. Yeah. And Omen is like walking into water and air place for people like to get, you know, receive, you know, information, you know, working on that ear element and your intellect. So there's a lot of classes. Um, we hold open rituals for the full moons and the Sabbaths. And we also uh, hold seances. I do seances once a week. We also have uh, several of other mediums that host seances as well. Lots of do fun. You, Lots of magical sh- doings in Salem. <laughs> you, you still have the raven coming? No. Uh, I have uh, kind of, you know, left that. And yeah. I am a member of something else now. And, yeah. 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 See, this is yeah. all my old brain cells working and pulling up these facts that I... Mm-hmm. associate <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's kind I'm of a member of the ctg um yeah. so it's it's another form of witchcraft it's a mm-hmm. uh, working coven but it's mm-hmm. with the british traditional witchcraft and oh, really? you know, i have a great group i have some beautiful people that have been guiding me on a new education path of magic and witchcraft you know a lot more traditional um, still with my heart, still with Raven Moon, you know, all those wonderful memories. I've worked with such close friends and still friends with everyone. We've all just kind of, we, we had a great thing. And mm-hmm. upon Sean's passing, I know, uh, Sean Poirier, things changed. Things, you know, shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a big change. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, Sean and Christian were, I, I'm trying to think, I, uh, they were one of my first guests on the original uh, show that we did many many years ago, uh, and uh, that was that was intriguing. And I and I remember uh, Sean. He was so different from uh, Christian. They were like uh, yin and yang, really. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, uh, they were two. They they were two best friends, but you know, they were the same coin, but two different sides. Yeah, that's a good way of putting. That's a very <laughs> good way of putting. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. 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 So you talked about seances, which is, is intriguing because uh, I, I've been uh, doing a red light seance circle for over three years now up here in the North Shore. And uh, I, I'm intrigued about yours. Uh, how, what type of seances are there? Because, you know, seances can be pretty much anything as long as you try to contact Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do gallery-style seances. Oh, okay. Um, depending on, well, you know, I have to say, this weekend I had people sitting at a table with me, which is unusual for me to do. It was just because I had enough people to sit around a table, so it was mm-hmm. kind of cool to be able yeah. to touch people's hands and really yeah. feel the energy flow through one another. I I love doing seances because I love teaching people that there's life out there and also I provide people with a little bit of education on how to connect with your dad during my seance. I want people to walk away with the knowledge that 
I think we all have a little bit of that gift within us to, you know, pierce that veil, to reach over to the other side. That's true. And, you know, sometimes we, uh, we get contacted from the other side and, and we either refuse or, or just don't uh, recognize it. And, and that's why seances are an important part. Right. Uh, people get afraid. You find that uh, people are afraid of your seances. I have the uh, October, you know, scared people, you know, they're all thinking that the, you know, something horrible is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're afraid that they're going to walk home with a, with a ghost or something evil. I say, pocket. you know, if you come <laughs> into a room with a good heart, you'll leave with, you know, good spirits around you. You know, right. good people attract, you know, like attracts to like. Right. Now, how did you first uh, begin this path? You know, I always had a feeling that I was intuitive or psychic, but I never really wanted to be so bold to say I was a medium. And, I, you know, I felt that I was seeing things or hearing things. And this is back when I was a psychic at the psychic fair in uh, mm-hmm. Salem. And Sean and Christian really saw something in me that I didn't see. And they kept on wanting to add one of my skills as a medium, and I would say no, no. And this is definitely out there if you are feeling like you're getting messages for the dead. I kept on refusing the messages. And and I know you're a medium, and Ron, you are too. And when you truly, truly connect with the dead and you say no, I started getting migraines and suffering from oh, yeah. diagnosis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was say it would be sitting in my brain, and I refused to tell the customer or the client a person, and then I would have to run away with blood notes because I thought what I was saying made no sense. So, so like, my information was trivial or wasn't important. So I remember when Sean just looked at me and said, how about you saying it, even if you think it's stupid? Okay. <laughs> even if it sounds like the most ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. So I was sitting there reading a woman, and I looked at her, and I could feel the blood nose and the head pounding. and I said, I just have to tell you that there are roosters around you, and they're pecking at you, and I'm sorry, because I know that's ridiculous. If you want a refund, <laughs> you can get your refund. Yeah. I know this is ridiculous. Little defensive there. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous, but she burst out into tears, and she said that her grandfather had caught her playing with with the chickens, and she had stuck her head in the chicken coop, and the rooster had attacked her. Her grandfather proceeded to kill the rooster, and every time she sees roosters, she thinks of her grandfather, because she cried. So I want everyone out there to take a minute and to say what's in your mind, in your heart, to people if you feel you have a message, even if it's ridiculous, you have to say it. Because those are sometimes the most important things <laughs> come from oh, things God. we don't understand. Yeah, yeah, it's that you know, you know, Maureen taught me that, and that uh, you know, I used to when I, you know, I, I, I really didn't believe in mediums when I started. I thought they were all charlatans, and uh, but always open minded. So I started working with Maureen, and she would say things, you know, like we'd be on a she because she did a lot of investigations with me. So we'd be on a investigation. She'd say something about, you know, well. There's there's ice cream, but it's it's melted. Something like that. That's a, I just made that up. But, yeah. and, and I'd say, oh God, what are you saying, Marvin? I was like embarrassed for don't say stuff like that. And then, you know, we do the research and like, oh, there was this murder because this guy's ice cream had melted. You know, and it's like <laughs> it was there. It, you know, as ridiculous right. as it sounded, 
it uh, you know it, there was the connection that what it was and and so I totally understand that and and it took me a while trust me <laughs> as it did you that's but, funny and yeah, unless no. yeah Leslie says that all the time too is that she just says okay I just have to say this and I'm going to say this mm-hmm. and she says it and inevitably somebody is like oh my god <laughs> it's completely relevant to something with me you know yeah, yeah. Um, it's so. great. Crazy how it works, yeah. but it's 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 really cool. So yeah, you that's, also that's where the struggle comes. Yes. So when you do your, your seances and stuff, I mean, do you do you have like, you know, especially because you're in Salem, you know, and Salem has that rep, reputation around it and everything. And like, do you find that you have problems with like what I call street ghosts? And that's ghosts. That, I mean, spirits that kind of drop Absolutely. in. Yeah. Absolutely, I do occasionally. I try to cleanse the room with sage and whatever else I can find as much as I possibly can. I get pesky, occasionally pesky spirits, especially in October, where we'll we'll have about 30 people in the room. So, you know, you're not exactly sure who's coming in or you can't cleanse everybody. So every once in a while you'll get just a spirit just standing there. And nobody can identify them, but everyone feels them. Mm-hmm. Everybody will feel that 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 dark figure in the corner. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I call them. Sean used to call them. Now I call I'm not sure what they're doing. They're just kind of wandering. They're not exactly ready to go one place or the other. Yeah, just kind of meandering. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I call them street ghosts because they a lot of yeah. times like like when we're doing investigating or something and we'll find that a spirit that's nothing to do with the people there, nothing to do with the, the place or anything, but they're either uh, just curious of what's going on or they you know realize someone's trying to connect to the other side and they want to be heard or something. So they kind of like yeah. butt their way in. Sometimes they just come in and they say stuff. And some of this stuff makes sense, and other times nobody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. I, as you know, somebody who does all that public stuff, I try my best not to feel bad if no, if if you if I say something that nobody can you know connect yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to say, oh well. <laughs> so when did you start with? Uh, I noticed that you use the tarot. Uh, when did that start for you? Have you always done that? Um, I started using the tarot back when I was a teenager in high school. Mm-hmm. My mother used to uh, read cards, playing mm-hmm. cards. Uh, playing cards, She would okay. read fortunes off of playing cards. It's not what she did for a living. I, the, I, if the tree and the apple itself, uh, my mother was a stockbroker. Um, but I <laughs> picked the love of fortune reading from my mother and uh, reading into the future from her, who used to read off of the deck of playing cards. It was very simple. And when I was just probably about a teenager, she stuck a deck of tarot cards in my Easter basket. Oh, isn't that funny? Oh, how <laughs> ironic is that? Oh, that's she funny. She did not think anything of it. She uh, never thought it was offensive to her Catholicism. She had, probably had no idea where it would lead me to, but it is what probably led me here. Wow. Where I am today. She yeah, with that little deck of tarot cards. Oh, that's cool. What a thing to put in someone's Easter basket. That's that so funny. Yeah, I do, too. I think it's really funny. I did. I had some chocolate in it, and, and I had witchcraft <laughs> in my Easter basket. Which is <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that yeah. is 
really funny. So when you do a reading, um, your readings with the tarot cards, do you have your own kind of layout? What kind of, re- you know, cards? I kind of you, go, you know, I make, make people crazy because I'm, I'm not a person who who sticks to the book anymore. I figure once you have been reading for a period of time, you're going to go with what works. I have my own style. I, I first look at people's past, then I look at people's presence, mm-hmm. present, and then I look at what is coming, and I ask questions. I don't do the Celtic tree, the Celtic cross anymore. Okay. I, people say I look like a mad woman whipping cards at people when I get a reading. They, they, <laughs> they find it very entertaining. I'm Italian. I talk with my hands and cards <laughs> left and right. So... That that's I eventually I figured out my own flavor. Uh, if anyone out there is learning tarot, definitely stick with the book, learn the book, but eventually put your own personality to how you read. That's that's my best advice. Anyone who's interested in learning how, do it how they tell you until you do it to how you want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I've always been really interested in the tarot, and I just dabble. You know, <laughs> but I just love them. They're, they're all the different designs. I like the old Rider weight deck um, for the artistry. And, uh, but I have all different kinds just hanging around. <laughs> you do? I never knew that. Yeah, I do. I do. I have three or four. I don't know. I know a bunch of decks in a draw. They're cool. What, yeah, what? they're beautiful. And the artwork in some of them are phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, that's the artist side of me, you know. I am. I read off of a deck called uh, Robin Wood. Uh, my friend, Kassan uh, knows her, Sandra uh, Wright, the partner of yeah. mine. We also do a radio show, and we do wonderful series events. And um, I'm hoping she'll call in. If you're listening, Sandra, I hope you'll call in. Oh, she's got, uh, she's because, got uh, band practice tonight. Oh, um. We also have taken a method of uh, doing divination. We, did tea leaf re- we do tea leaf reading. And how we do it and how we do it is what we call the way we do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know some of the, you know, the traditional symbols and the traditional way to do it. But I see the way she picks up a cup and the way I pick up a cup to look into the future. We get messages from the dead within the tea. Uh, during our October event, which is called the Morning Tea. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up. That's, it's to, a cool event. It's a very, very cool event. It's actually very beautiful, and it's possibly my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite oh. event to do. And I'm very, very honored to be able to do it with Sandra because we're able to connect at that level. You know, at the same room, working psychically, giving messages in this new way of looking at the tea leaves that just doesn't predict the future, just doesn't show you the past. It actually helps you to connect with spirit, even the elements of water, and the earth from the herb, and the shape comes, and it just basically tells a story. And, you know, in October, when we're really connecting with the dead, that is a great time to get messages. Now, when you say morning tea, is it morning as in good morning or morning as in grieving? It is a little, it's a little of both because it is morning, but mm-hmm. it is for morning. It is for grieving tea. Um, okay. Uh, it, people bring mementos, uh, photographs, and they write 
stories or messages, and they create a beautiful scrapbook page. Oh. And we usually hold the scrapbook picture. And mm-hmm. it is from the book, it's for what we call the Book of the Dead. And people get up and they talk of their dead. And they openly speak and they release the pain of grief. Mm-hmm. People read poetry, they tell nice. stories. And when we speak of our dead and we say their name, they, they become with us. They become a lot. They become present. They become in front of us. So that's why we encourage to do that with people during the day. Um, then after we, you know, of course we have wonderful high tea. We have, you know, it's hosted by the Hawthorne Hotel. So oh, lovely. We, have lovely tea, we have lovely tea sandwiches and, you know, it's, it's, it's a grand event. Some people even come up in wearing Victorian costumes. Uh, people have worn hats oh, and stuff. So, it's, so you have emotion, you have pride. Yeah. Communicating, and then we end the event by giving everyone a tea leaf message, a message within the cup from their dad. Wow. And sometimes, that you know, wonderful. yeah, it's very, very wonderful. And then that evening, it is followed by the dumb supper, a time when nobody speaks. The Christian hosts this event. That and. Change. <laughs> Wrong yeah, time. You, you, yeah, you eat. You, you spend a whole meal in silence in honor of the dead. Yeah, so that's definitely not. Try to make the day of speaking of the dead and then being solved of the dead. Yeah, it, that's. Uh, they have some great events. They've always had some awesome events there, and uh, it's just. Uh, it's just amazing how they come up with them. I mean, you know, the, the everything, the, the, like we said, the morning tea to the dumb supper. But the morning tea is is it's a it's such a. I like it because I think of the feminine energy in it uh, versus you know some of the other events. I think that it makes it uh, a nicer event. Uh, does that make sense? I'm not coming across too good with this. I think. I mean, it's it's a soft softer energy is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? It's it's all about it's all about communication and everyone grieves and everybody gets to know each other. You know, a lot of the people that come to our tea events end up being friends, you know, best friends forever. And then they come to our other tea events like the Mystic Tea we're hosting in July, which is a lot more of a fun mm-hmm. event where people look into the cup to project for what the summer and the upcoming, you know, days are gonna bring them and that is um, held in sandwich at the Dunbar Tea Room. That's a phenomenal event. But what happens is people start coming to our teas and it becomes like a thing. They all know each other. Oh, oh that's good. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. I just, so I just hopped on the, um, the uh, Festival of the Dead here, and I see this year's morning tea will be Sunday, October 28th at the Hawthorne Hotel. Yeah. That's okay. Right. <laughs> She's like, it is? That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's okay. It. Thank, I you. Just, Thank you. Thank you a lot. I I um I just wanted to put it on us on our site because it just sounds like a beautiful thing and I bet people would be very interested in it. Um, I try to avoid Salem in October, but I know a lot of people <laughs> want to go to Salem. That's when they come. That's I when know. they come. I know. And if you want to go to Salem, wow, this sounds like a lovely, lovely event. And I'm going to put that link up. If that's okay. Yeah, and and Leanne and. and uh... Uh, Sandra, they're awesome as far as uh, they work great together. I've seen them work together before. They're amazing together. So, uh, we coming up. Okay, we're still good. Okay, so you also do 
when you do your readings, you do your psychic readings at uh, Hex. Do you do it in a window? Yes, I do. Oh. Here I am. Everyone can see me. <laughs> I always, I always found that fascinating. It, it always reminds me of like the the gypsy in the in the coin machine. Oh you my know. God! People <laughs> knock on the window. So yeah. they get a psychic yelling at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's that's just intriguing. So, I mean, when you do your seances, I'm going to go back to that for a second. Is sure. what what is the? I mean. If you could name a you know one thing or a couple things that uh, really stick out in your mind that happened during those seances that uh, really you know touched either your your client or yourself. Um, very first seance I did after Sean Poirier died, I had created an altar, mm-hmm. and I set up his favorite drink, which was which was. A nice, dirty martini. Who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. And I put it there. I put his dirty martini there. I did the whole seance, and at the end of the seance, it was pretty shocked. I was surprised, but the martini glass was completely empty. Oh! <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Everyone, it, and uh, Christian actually noticed it as well. I couldn't believe it. Some of the best results I've gotten and some of the most emotional seances I've had. I've been working uh, frequently now with automatic writing. And oh, wow. Yeah. I have felt such intense intensity in the pen and paper that I, one of my seances, I was able to connect with this woman's husband. And apparently I wrote her a love letter. Oh, <laughs> and I felt bad for everybody else in the room. From her husband, it was from her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, they were married for about well over fifty years. I can't remember if it was fifty-two oh, or fifty-three. Wow. The way that's a lifetime in itself. And she came in, and I didn't know what to expect of her because she was quiet. And you know, yeah, we're going to have to continue that story. Person. Right, we're going to have to continue that story right after the break, unfortunately, because we do have to take a break. They're playing the tunes now, so you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation right here on Tojinet and Pararex. We'll be right back after the following messages. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest this evening, Leanne Marama. Did I, say it? Did I say it right? Yes, Marama. Marama, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah. Okay. I just made it a little more exotic. That was so cool because yeah, she always gets sounds, it. No, it sounds fancier. Yeah, she, she always gets it right, and now I'm always the one to screws up the names. <laughs> this is, it's, a, it's a rare thing. It must be a strange. Marama. Marama. Whatever. Anyways, we were talking about (laughs) the love letter, which I thought was so intriguing. And uh, well, I uh, couldn't have known some of the things because I had mentioned where he was uh, in Germany during the war. It was was pretty wild. Her kids were there. They cried, and you know, it was a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. I remember them mostly because when this woman herself when she died, because then a relationship developed with, between me and the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she died, they all came to see me, and they actually gave me, they gave me something from the mother. It was just uh-huh. a little handkerchief with her name. They must have, they must have done, but it was one of the greatest honors to That's be sweet. able to remove the fear and the loneliness from this woman. And then, you know, almost, you know, two years later, had to have all our kids come back to tell me that I was able to relieve her fear of death. Wow. You know, it's, that's why it really makes me angry when I see people, they, they, they don't take this work seriously or they scam people because it is important work. Mm Mm-hmm to reach beyond the veil to give people some hope. Yeah, sure. It, it is. It, it's hugely important. And, uh, you know, it, it's so funny, but it, it seems like you get the people that you need to reach uh, come to you. You know what I mean? In other words? Yes. Okay, you do. Yes. Right, I, I totally know what you're saying, that, you know, the people who are supposed to be with you come to you. Exactly. And that's why I try not to force it. If people don't want a reading or are afraid to get a reading, if they don't come to you in due time, well, then maybe they should, you know, this wasn't for them. You know, maybe right. reading isn't their form of comfort. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's why you do what you do is because of the personal connection, and you know, a lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do it because we, we love people and we care about 
human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, do, we do this because we believe in it, and it's our job to bring some peace to this world and right. to make some sense. And, and I, I tell you, there, there's one group of people you, I'm sure you've, you've, you've met them, and, uh, I, and they go there just to almost prove you wrong. I like to call them assholes myself. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, why are you there? I mean, the, it's, it's, you know, it just drives me nuts. It's like, why are you going? Why are you spending money on, on this? It, you know, it could be a profound experience, but said you'd be an, an asshole. And, you, and you, you, you know, it just, it, it just irritates the crap out of me for so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes something that actually, you know, it, it enrages me. It enrages, it, it, it makes me so mad when I see people just, just absolutely not care. Yeah, and, 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 they, and they do it just, uh, they think it's funny, they're giggling, they're laughing, and I'm glad you're having a good time, guys, but that's not what this is about. I know, I know it. That's, it's, yeah. So, how do you handle those? Well, if it gets bad enough, I actually kick them out of the sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kick people out. Because they'll come into the seance with all kinds of different ways. You know, they'll come in drunk. They'll oh, in oh yeah, 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 yeah. They'll yeah. come in abusive. So I don't want that type of person to ruin another person's experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, this is not, this is, you know what I mean? That that room is filled with other people who are paying to be there. So I don't want other people's experience to be ruined or affected by, you know, bad attitudes. But if it's a one-on-one reading and they're giving me a hard time, uh, there's been times I've looked at someone and I've actually come out and said, "Why do?" I've asked them. I said, "So why are you doing this? Just to, you know." See if, see if I can read your mind or, you know, right. yeah. to, it, because that's not what this is. When you walk into a reading, you should have a clear picture of what it is that you're looking for, even if it is just for a little guidance for the future. You should be able to state that and not play a guessing game with your psychic. It's, you might as well just throw money up, you know? Exactly. Right. So, it's crazy. Those, if you want to play a game, it's, it's infuriating. People don't understand the concept of a reading is... It's a guide. It's a guide that will help you if you allow it. So right. look, at, look at getting readings like before you go on a trip to map mm-hmm. and uh, before you go on a trip, wouldn't you like to look at where you're headed before you get there? Mm-hmm. Right. You can plan rest stops. You can avoid construction or pitfalls. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, if you were trying to go left and maybe you should go right, maybe even if you still want to walk through the terrible time, maybe you should just be prepared to know what you're facing mm-hmm. with a little guidance from a friend. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing, too, about it is a lot of people, you know, uh, when they do get a reading, a psychic reading, uh, they think, okay, that's the way my life is going to be. But no, it's actually there, as you said, to to warn you sometimes of pitfalls and stuff and, and things that you can actually correct and make your life better. It's not like it's destiny. That is your destiny. It, it's if We create do- our destiny every day. You know what I mean? 
Right. Every day we get up and take one step forward. That is our new destiny. Mm-hmm. Choices we make during the day change the actual path. So, cheat right. well, you'll have a great life. <laughs> yeah, I've always said that, you know, and, and I sometimes I get a lot of crap for it, but I, I say it's, you know, every decision we make is leads us into where we are. And, and you know, it's, it's like, uh, why do, you know, bad things happen to good people? Sometimes it's not that they made a bad decision or anything. It's just that they made a decision no. that led them to a certain spot or where, where it intersected with something else. But if, you know, but we have those choices, unfortunately, all in our life. Every time, every day, it is so mundane. We, we do make these choices, and it leads us along a path. We can correct them, and, and especially with guidance, it, it really helps. How are we going to grow as people if we don't make bad choices or have bad experiences happen to us? That's true. I know that, you know, choices, I guess, aren't always going to make everything perfect in our lives. But our choices, if we reflect upon them and we're proud of our choices, we can feel better about that. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And and a lot of times, even even if, uh, you know, we we hear about uh, this getting a little bit on the morbid side. I mean, we hear mm-hmm. about we hear about uh, you know something bad happened to someone, but out of that, a lot of goodness grows. And sometimes, so it, that that actually we helped so many other lives by being in that particular position that we ended up in. And it's not good for us, but it's great for uh, other people that we've helped for. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, it's true. And and sometimes, you know, and especially with your kids and you can see your kid is going to make a mistake, sometimes you have to let them make that mistake. And it's it's kind of, oh, those you are know, the hardest, that's, that's it's, hard, it's, hard. it's the hardest thing, but then... That's that's how they learn and they grow and they don't make that mistake again, you know. And you know, people don't want to let that happen anymore, and and our kids are worse off for it. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> throw go. that out there. I'm a parent. Well, I get I got kids too. They won't let me read their cards. They won't even. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Let them tell them what to do. They don't. Oh no. No, Those no, no. are past that are mysteries to me. <laughs> yeah. oh Leanne used to, I believe you used to call yourself like the soccer mom witch or, or soccer mom. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, and they don't play soccer anymore. So sad. <laughs> I used to be running back and forth to uh, PTA meetings with my pointy hat on, running back and forth from readings to Salem. Oh, it's just. Oh, it's fine. Time flies fast. Oh, it does. It does. It does. does. And now, uh, have you dealt with, have you dealt on any, gone to any investigations or or paranormal investigations or been involved in any of that? I just started to. Really? This is intriguing. Tell me more. Oh, my goodness. So scary. See, (laughs) I'm a scaredy cat witch. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't know how it happened. I started, I got asked to bless a house. Because mm-hmm. I sound innocent enough. It's a nice yeah. couple gets married, they buy a house. Oh, that's nice. I'm doing, I'm cleaning the house, right? And right. all I can smell is rotten eggs. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. 
Well, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know because I've never really paid attention to any of this. Right. I leave and, you know, I'm figuring it's the safe. Two weeks later, I get a call back. The woman has had bruises in her body. (gasps) Oh, no. Why? And uh, she's she's feeling irritable. They're fighting a lot. She doesn't understand why. She's convinced it's haunted. I kind of chuckle and think that they're going through some marital stuff. I tell them, <laughs> put, you know, a bowl of salt water by their bed. I ignore them. They call me back. They send pictures. Now the husband heard the doors slamming. The cats are now hiding and the dog's sick. Oh, my God. Go, yeah. Oh, no. So I'm like, I'm going to go over there. I, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. So I tell them to leave the house, and I'll, you know, do a full-on blessing. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I was terrified. Yeah. I heard ringing. I heard yeah. sounds. Um, every time I, I try, I use a bell. I use a big, like, bell to do cleanse through ear and sound. Yeah. The bell kept on knocking over. The candle kept on blowing out. Oh. I burnt myself twice. Oh, no. I have no idea how. Like, I was just near the candle, and I didn't think I was that close, and the fire jumped. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It it was very, very scary. It was very, very scary, and apparently the house itself was on some kind of old farmland, it's obviously not farmland because this is in the Suin. So the house was haunted oh. in the Suin. Oh, my neck of the woods. Suin. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, right up there. And it's right in the apple orchard, too. Right up oh, there. Oh, you're kidding me. Uh-oh. Do I'm you know not what? even kidding you. This this house had such a creepy vibe that we're all sick. And I was sick and nauseous when I came home. I actually got very, very sick after the, the cleansing. We, I went back twice to try to, you know, help them get it out. I'm not sure what's there. And since then, of course, they told two friends, and now they told two friends, and they're running around houses now with stage screaming because <laughs> they know I'm scared. Because I'm, I'm scared. Right. Have you ever gone to New Orleans? I have not, no. Nope. Well, New Orleans is very, very haunted, and um, yeah. so I was very there with Sandy, <laughs> and we were there for Hexfest, mm-hmm. and I had a roommate, and my roommate that was staying with me in the hotel was gone. They had left, and I had forgotten that they weren't, you know, were out for the day. So I heard, when I believed them come in while I was in the shower, I heard the door open and shut. I, my bathroom door actually clicked open as if somebody was peeking in. So I heard my door open. I said, hi. I'm Sean. I'm talking to them. When yeah. I go into the bathroom, when I go into the park that is the bedroom, there is nobody there. Oh, shoot. The door behind me slammed. Oh, the bathroom. There were no windows, so it couldn't be a gust of air. Mm-hmm. And then my phone is blinking like somebody had called me. I oh pick God. up the phone. Yeah. yeah. It's a message from five years ago at Christmas time. Merry <gasps> Christmas! I ran. Oh, with my towel on outside. Was your towel on? I don't know. With the towel on, not knowing what to So, ghost investigation people go to New Orleans and figure out what that is. <laughs> what 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 what's so broken? That place is broken. I, I have to go back. 
I have to go back to your story in Methuen because I, I I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're talking about. And there's water. Do you know where the water is? Yes, I do. There's a bit in that statue of water. Someone had a, a statue of Mary in one of those Mary in the bathtubs. I don't mean to disrespect, but that's what we always called her. Yeah, Mary yeah, in the bathtub. Yes, yes. Yep. I had one. By okay, Mary in the bathtub. Out, they removed the Mary in the bathtub. That's Uh-oh. what happened. Oh wow! Yeah. And, yeah. They took her out of the backyard and all hell broke loose. Wow. They don't know what. Yeah. Can they get Mary back? What did they do with her? You can get her back. They threw her out. She got thrown out in the trash. Oh, crap. Are you serious? Oh, boy. Yeah. Dead serious. They tossed Mary. Oh, They sent her her packing. I would have grabbed her. They sent her to church. They just sent her off. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get Mary back. Better get some kind of Mary back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, in that area, when I first started my group years and years ago, uh, I had a call from there, and we went to a house in that same area. And uh, they would, they had some really interesting tales. It was a new house, so it wasn't the house itself. It was actually the land it was on. And uh, they had a bedroom upstairs that the dogs would not go into. The, the dog, It was the master bedroom, and the dogs would uh, just stay as far as the threshold and wouldn't go in. The room was cold no matter what time of the year it was. Summertime, wintertime, was always cold. And uh, when her husband traveled, she would uh, not sleep in the bedroom. She would go downstairs and, and sleep in the, in the couch. <laughs> and uh, one time they were sitting in the couch watching TV, and all of a sudden this big orange ball came out of the wall and just went flying and smashed right into the other wall and just went Psh! Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of stuff I just want to have a house screen. I'm just not. Burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it down. It's okay. <laughs> Get a new one. <laughs> so, oh. one thing I got to ask you about, too, because we both have a, a uh, mutual friend, uh, Robert Murch. And what what is your opinion of uh, Ouija boards? I look at them like a tool. Yay. A tool. Just mm-hmm. like a hammer. Hammers mm-hmm. are tools. Mm-hmm. And in the right hand, a carpenter can build a house. You know? Mm-hmm. And the wrong hand, a hammer can kill somebody or hurt somebody. But in the right hand, it can build something great. Mm-hmm. In the wrong hands, the Ouija board is a mess. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. And if you're a kid and you're in a graveyard and you're high and you're drunk, yeah. you, it's a mess. You're going to get a mess. But if you're an adult and you're in a mature, protected sites, um, setting, mm-hmm. I find it to be a great tool. It's a tool. It is not the only tool. It is actually, to me, not even the best tool. But it is a tool in which to use to help you contact with the dead. Mm-hmm. And you know who taught me how to use it? A Catholic priest. Oh, my God, really? That's so funny. Yeah, I have the weirdest people in my life. Yeah. He said, (laughs) I know you kids are going to be using the Ouija board, so I'd like for you to, before you do it, consecrate the area with white light, some salt and water, and walk around and say, may the luminous light of Jesus Christ protect all within this protective circle. That man was amazing. That sounds... He said, if you're going to do it, Protect yourself, because I know you will. <laughs> He's smart. 
And he pointed to me, and I don't know why. I yeah. Like <laughs> it was me, like I was the little black sheep. Oh, my God. He just, yeah. he just had a feeling. I mean, yeah. we hear so many stories, and so many people are just totally afraid of Ouija boards. And a lot of it goes back to... I was going to see the exorcism, but uh, it, it, to more reality, it's it's the the stupid what, excuse me the young ladies on slumber parties uh, where they they get together and they do the Ouija board and they always have some strange experience and it, it, it scars them for life. And uh, did you when you were young did you have a slumber party and get scarred for life there, Leanne? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> of course we were we, of course I did everything wrong I did. It, it could have been done wrong with the Ouija board oh yeah it said that it was that this, we got a spirit once it said it didn't have a body and it wasn't born and it was going to take our souls next thing I know I'm in the backyard with gasoline burning the board <laughs> screaming and crying I, yeah these no, things age and wisdom to get used to Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, the Ouija board wasn't the tool. I was tool. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's funny. My brother-in-law did the same thing. The Ouija board ended up in the fire. Oh, yeah. He threw it in the fireplace. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, we burnt it. Boneheads. What were you doing? People just send it to me now. So I that, burnt that's a perfectly good, boat, a perfectly good piece of equipment there. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. I mean, that's you know, you, you get you get nice handkerchiefs. I get I get haunted items. That's what people send me: Ouija boards and other stuff. <laughs> it's like, ah, here, take my cursed items away. Mm-hmm. It's not like that's my thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, let's see, Karen asked something. You really, which Karen asked, uh, Anne? From the she chat said, room. "You really don't worry about what happens when you use a board." So I guess uh, she's asking you there, Leanne. I don't. Yeah. No. I don't. No. I do not. I don't get frightened. I always say good people drawing good spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't summon anything I can't handle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I cleanse myself before and after use, and I find that there are better techniques in order to communicate with the dead now as well. There's much more powerful and probably scarier ones out there. The Ouija board has been made popular by Hollywood. Yeah, good old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Good old Hollywood making everything look terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I have to tell you a, a unique experience that I had with the Ouija board. We were doing an investigation in an old lighthouse up, up in Maine, and uh, we were doing glass whirling. And uh, the through the glass, it asked... Uh, us to do the Ouija board, and we didn't bring a Ouija board. We said, oh, we don't have a Ouija board. And all of a sudden, the Ouija board shot off. I mean, the glass shot off to uh, the end of the table, and there was a closet there, and we opened the closet, and there was a Ouija board there. There you go. So, like, here you go. Here's your Here's your Ouija board. So, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Leslie, Leslie and I think Jeremy Dontrell were doing the Ouija board and everything. They were contacting, yada, yada, yada. And it, but it kept asking for me to, to go on the Ouija board. And I said, oh, I know what this is all about. I'm not going to go on. And then I said, finally, I said, okay, I'll do it. So I went on there. And the first thing it says is, you die. No. <laughs> yeah, that Jesus. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, tonight. 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 It's over. Yeah, tonight. tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so he said that what Leslie says again, uh, who's going to die into the spell? Oh, my name, Ron, R-O-N. When? Tonight. So that was the end of that. So I had a laugh, though, because what happened is we, we were all sleeping upstairs and uh, all of a sudden there was this ruckus downstairs. And I was going to go check it out. And then I said, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> yeah, Maybe just won't. Yeah. Stay Maybe in I bed. <laughs> that's nice and comfortable. I don't think I'm going anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it's it's just you know intimidation. That's all it was, really. Yeah, and that's what some of those negative spirits like to do. They like to intimidate, and they I believe they like bullies. I don't know. Ouija board bully. Bluster. A lot of bluster. No, no meat. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, did Sean ever tell you, you must have heard Sean's story about the, uh, his, I wonder who has that, must be Christian has the painting. He made a, a painting from uh, paint chips and soil from the area of O'Hara house. Somebody has that, yes. Yeah, somebody has oh. that, I don't oh. know if it's Christian, yeah. I remember somebody, that. Painting. that yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> That was the amazing thing. Sean was Sean was an amazing guy, anyways. And uh, uh, oh, I remember. Oh, the funniest thing is at the at the Hooten Mansion. Uh, oh God, contact that was I don't know how many years ago. Sean and Christian went there, and uh, oh, two minutes ago. Anyways, and they were doing the Ouija board, and uh, they they said there was a, a sword in the closet, blah blah blah. But anyways, Christian uh, started to. Uh, get taken over and Sean actually had to pull him out and Christian absolutely hated that because if you know Christian he likes to be in control all the time yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, anyways uh, yeah that was their experience with the Ouija but the, the funny thing in fact the Ouija boards were from uh, uh, Bob Merch Bob Merch Bride of, oh, right. yeah. mm-hmm. but the, yeah he has thing. a huge collection the yeah. Well, he had that he had that company there in, in Salem as well, but yeah. they said the sword was in the closet, and they actually uh, found a missing Mason sword that was discovered in the closet, as as they did. So sometimes you can get some good information through the Ouija board. There you go. Yes, you can. You can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. So if I, had a, if I had a Ouija board, I would have known that. Yep, but. that's right. <laughs> so anything else you want to add uh, Leon how can people find out more about you and how can they get a reading and, and some of these cool events you talked about alright you can uh, check hexwitch.com um, I'm available at Hex Old World Witchery I am there Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays and even Mondays if you go to omen.com um, at, uh, in Salem I teach there uh, on um, this Saturday. I will be teaching a fairy summer solstice class for children. We're going oh. to celebrate the coming of summer with just for kids, just for kids, no Ouija boards. Oh, fun. that's cool. That's uh-huh. really cool. Oh, we should have talked about that a little bit. Son of a gun, and I wanted to, too, but I just yeah. enjoyed talking so much, unfortunately. Well, anyways, we've run out of time, and I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been great speaking with you again. I haven't talked to you for quite a while. So you I, take I really... care, Ron. Thank you so much. And yeah. nice to meet you. Have a great night. Take care. You too. You too. Thanks, yeah. Leanne. Good night. Magical blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. So that's the end of the show, everyone. Uh, tune in next week, and uh, we're doing a live one next week, right? 
No, two weeks. No, two weeks, the 27th. I'm so confused. Get straight there, Ron. All right, anyway. So, till then, peace and light. Good night and God bless. Good night and thanks for listening, everybody. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.